We're going back to the old plan. I'm buying an axe beak. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. My name is Jameson Oxford, and I'll be your dungeon master today. We are a real play 5th edition Uno podcast. It's time to play all your skip, draw four, and reverse cards. You're you know. going to need them. We're going on, a fr- on, a, on an adventure. A heist, almost, if you will. We've never done one of those before. High stakes. No, never. Uh, our, uh, our face for this particular heist, despite everyone's recommendation he not be so, will be... I have a plus two to charisma. I'm a sexy cat person playing a hobgoblin. Yes. And I am Mitch, and I play a Deiru playing Halor, a barbarian playing a druid, playing a mercenary, playing a fighter. And today, I'll be playing an inspector and purchasing agent on behalf of the... An inspector... <laughs> on behalf of the... On behalf Your face, of the ladies primacy. and gentlemen. The man who's got to think <laughs> quickly and talk fast. Our, uh, our infiltrator... I've been watching episode. a lot of fucking 40k videos. My brain went, Imperium! And that's not correct, and I had to, like, walk back several steps. Our infiltrator. Uh, yeah, I'm Jeff. I'll be your friendly infiltrator today. But not me, Rayisk. Sneaky, sneaky. Who's Rayisk? Reyes the infiltrator. Played by Jeff. Is the infiltrator. The Kreskin rogue. The apotheosis member. The sneaky, sneaky boy. And finally, every crew needs a safe cracker. Played by. I suppose. Yeah. Safe cracker? Who, who else? You qualify the most. Yeah, I suppose. It's an artificer. I, it's who I does it I, best, not who does it I thought I well. was going to be the muscle, because I'm literally here to just, li- as a loader bot. I mean, you but guys hey. are going to do whatever mission you had. I just, I'm doing an intro bit, okay? Don't, don't, you know, it doesn't always make sense. Don't Hi, everyone. Yet. Hello, listeners. It is me. It is Ryan. I am back again, playing number nine. And I am an, I am a, excuse me, I am a Warforged Artificer, and I've got some little buddies with me, and... We're, we're going to have a good time today. What role would you be? The goon? The goon? It's just, that's the one you chose? The Say muscle. Cracker sounded better. I'm the muscle. Point one, yeah, point two, and Walker are my goons. No, the point one and point two can't be goons. They're not big enough. There's a whole book that we might publish about it. They're the little goons. You know, there's, you've, se- you've seen cartoons. There's one big goon and one little goon. There's just one big goon and three little goons now. Shout okay, out get to Haven, who's writing a story about point two and wanting to be big. So yeah, uh, we're going to get into it. We're jumping straight into this one where uh, I've been trying to build toward this adventure. And um, and yeah, so that's it. This we're re- We are Torchlit Tavern. Uh, we are a real play 5th edition podcast focused on narrative-driven storytelling. Again. Growth. I didn't say that part last time. Fuck it. Last time <laughs> on Torchlit Tavern. Black Powder. What are you talking Black about? Pat. I'm good at my job. My name's Krog. I own a, a small potion company called Krog Grog. I've heard of you on uh, on the info. Tomorrow, there's going to be an audit of our businesses. We're going to go to Krakakola first with an inquisitor. And um, I've done everything I can to hide it in the books, but I've been... I sneak potions to the Griffinport army. I do also have a side mission that if you guys go to the Krakakola factory, I would like to know how they mass produce potions so quickly. If you can get me that information, I will give you 300 gold pieces each. We need something to happen at Krakakola. The Inquisitor cannot ignore something big going down. For what if we were to order bulk purchase for our platoon as way to get indoor? 
the next morning, you guys left the casino. You met back up with Rayesk. And Rayesk and Point One told you everything they had gotten from their scouting mission. You guys came up with a plan based on the information you had been given by Krog and Finbagi the previous day. And we find you guys gathered nearby the Krakakola factory about to begin. By gathered uh, nearby, you mean that uh, Nine and Aderu are, are rolling in on the cart, the platoon cart, with the horse. That, that's right, yes. Uh, you guys cleaned everything else out of it, right? Because there was a lot of uh, Vivaldi's junk in that cart. Yeah, it, it's just a cart. It might have like a couple empty barrels or something on it left still, but it's more or less an empty yeah, cart. Because we'll we're going there Finbogies. to pick things up. Yeah, we'll say you left it at Finbogies. Uh You guys are cruising around. Uh, down the, the large, sound. yeah, down the large thoroughfare, and you come around the back side of the Krakakola factory, where someone, where a couple of guards are waiting, and they kind of wave at you. Hey, 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 hey! What are you doing back here? Hi. Hello. Hi. Yeah. No. What are you doing back here? We're here to arrange a purchase on behalf of the Primacy Platoon under Commander Foe. Today. Today. Do not want to sell to the Primacy? I can report that to my commanding we officer. Already, we already have a, a contract with the Primacy. Can't you get that through your... What do you... This isn't nor, like normally how we do business. I'm here to loan it. We need urgent fulfillment. Is that not something you can offer? We can go to other places. We hear you are better. No, ho hold on, hold on. Uh, Hold, hold them. And the, the one kind of like levels his crossbow at you guys. He says, just wait. Well, he doesn't aim it at you guys, but he holds it up. He's like, hold here. He's going to go check. And the other guy runs back in, and very shortly after, uh, he comes out with a uh, guy dressed in finery, and he's got a nice clothes, he's got this slick-back uh, attitude, only reserved for uh, salesmen who believe they are the best at their job. Thank God. Yes. Exactly who you wanted to talk to. Yes. <laughs> hello. Could have just been a grenade launcher. Yes, robot. Oh, I think, sorry, was that a hello or a hello? -er? It's a hello. Oh, my bad. My bad. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We've got to get rid of these names. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, so he comes up and he's got his hair slicked back. He's in basically the, the you know, this Renaissance equivalent of a suit. I don't know my, my duds from, you know, the 1500s. Shit. It actually might have been it. Ding me. Hey, we Come didn't on get us. one last time. Mitch's random fact. Ow. So, the modern suit is a conglomerate idea of anti-dandyism that was made by a poor dude who wanted to be a rich dude, and he wanted to be popular and cool. And because he couldn't afford the things that were currently in fashion, he started a slander campaign against traditional fashion in favor of a newer, sleeker design using uh, more refined design elements and less floofy extra, claiming that excess was... Uh, a disgusting focus on wealth that didn't properly highlight the elegance of the individual or some shit like that. So the reason we all get to look like boring fucking cardboard boxes with our modern tuxedos is some poor dandy bitch wanted to be a rich boy and couldn't cut it. So he ran an entire cultural campaign against the current fashion standards and reset us. And I believe, I believe that was towards the end of the Renaissance. I've heard about that book. It's like rich dude, poor dude or something. Yeah, he wanted to hang with the rich people, and he couldn't look rich because he couldn't. He wasn't rich, so he faked it and, and said, oh, no, so this is the newest fashion. And because fashion is horse shit, it caught yes. us. 
It's all bullshit. I learned the history of suits just now against my will. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. So, he, he steps out and he says, Hi, how are you today? Hi, my name's Frank Lee. Hello, that remains to be seen based on what you can do for our company. Uh, I understand that you want some very quick uh, military-grade uh, potions, and you need them outside the normal contract? I have a cart that started this morning empty, and the end of today will be full. Well, we'll see about that. It is no, very it irregular. You simply decide if I feel here or sir, I feel Sir, sir, I don't know there. if you actually work for the military. I don't know who you are. Do you have credentials? Of course I, I have credentials. I want to help you very badly. Your money spends good here. Don't worry. He, he gives him the paperwork. Okay, the, the signed uh, slip from yeah. foe requesting yeah. a crate of healing potions, right? That's that's what we wanted? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he goes over. It's like, oh, uh, sure. We'll just, uh, if you have the coin, it says here you want uh, a whole crate of healing potions. I'll have to run the numbers, what a crate goes for right now, but uh, if you just wait here, we'll have the crate brought out to you, and you can be on your way. And you will understand that I need a contract signed. Yes, of course. And you will understand that this will credit against the account of our platoon. Uh, the one run by a foe? Inquisitor foe? Yes. And you will understand that given my heritage, I would be excited for the opportunity to verify your quality. That is highly irregular, sir. Uh, as Even though you work for the army, this is a privately owned company, and we do not need to let you in without some sort of warrant or decree from the local baron or king. You do not need to, and I do not need to spend my contract here either. As I said before, the well, other place. I, you, I suppose you could get Krog Krog, but, you know, the, we do have the best potions, and I highly doubt you'd be able to fill a full crate of potions today. He just simply cannot produce as much as we can. Well, I could always go check. You are right, though. We do need to fill out paperwork. Roll persuasion. Goddamn dice. Goddamn dice. Don't betray me, dice. Also, actually, morning. I will say this. The way you put that there, you could argue that this is an intimidation roll as well. It's a 19. Which one are you doing? Intimidation or persuasion? Uh, I'm going with persuasion currently. I'm pretending okay. I'm a hobgoblin. <laughs> he looks at you and he 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 highballs you, and he says, "Sir, I understand that you work for the military. I can allow you to come and step into our receiving bay, but I can't let you go any further. If you do need any sort of escort, you may send your warforged unit in. But I I really can't. I don't know that I can let you further in. I don't it." Inside, there are secrets that we don't wish to get out. I understand. Then take me to your office. Let us conclude our documentation. No, well, like I said, I can't take you into the office. I can take you into our receiving bay. And the big gate opens up and you guys see the, the, the cargo area inside. You do not have your offices accessible. That is oddly arranged. Well, typically we don't do business out of the factory, sir. To each their own, I suppose. <laughs> Robot, bring the horse in. Yes, sir. All right, you guys bring the cart in, and it's this large 40 by, like, 70 long room. Uh, the sides of it just piled high with crates. Uh, if you'll wait here, I'll go figure out what I need to do to make this happen. Uh, I will have to check your credentials to see who we bill this to, because I don't know who Inquisitor Foe is. But as soon as I get the okay from, like, a head office that you can be billed, uh, we'll go ahead and set you on your way. Uh, Patience you give is me limited, but I appreciate it. 
Yeah, give me like ten minutes and I'll and I'll be back. In the meantime, wait here, and I will even bring you a uh, a taste test if you wish. Good. Please. Okay. He leaves you in this room, uh, and a couple more guards join you guys. So you guys have the two that are outside the door, just within nine. Uh, line of sight because the doors are open and then there's two more that are sort of watching you while you guys get situated in there risk what have you been up to well the first thing that i did was i carts the carts that load and unload their shipments to see if it looked like any of them were going to be heading towards the towards the warehouse yeah you, you were following one of this the carts morning. that that made deliveries earlier this today is what you're saying yes to okay. see if it was going to be going back towards the bottling plant today. Yeah, you, you know what they look like. You see one. It's not like they're hard. It's like watching a truck go down the streets in modern like concept. If you camped out yeah. long enough, you would have seen one. Um, what was your plan exactly to get near one? Each one of them seems to be driven by two guards, one that drives and one that is very vigilant, look, like is always looking around. Um. If it looked like it was possible, I would try to get underneath one. If it were, there was one, like, on top of the cart, like, looking around at all times, no. But if he was just sitting in the front of the cart, there's definitely a blind spot that I could probably get into. I'm going to say that um, because the others went off ahead of you a little bit, and you're, you guys are you're doing this part. Uh, like, maybe, probably, you're probably doing this a little early. One of the last things that happened, uh, Finn Boggy reconvened re-con- with you guys and made, went over your plans so that you, he was aware of what you guys were doing. And then... Uh, as you, he was waiting with you for this cart when he told you, he's like, this is a good idea. Maybe I can help you with that. Roll me a stealth check. As he steps out in front in the road, acting like a drunk hobo that he looks like and causes this cart to come to a stop. Yeah, that's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make the guards with disadvantage. Um, you see this guard, like it stops and you say, get, hey man, get out of the road. And you watch like the one driver yelling at Finboggy, and the other guard, he, like, tries to glance at you because he rolled a 20, but my player, it meets, it beats. And just as he is about to glance at you, like, sliding underneath this cart, Finboggy uh, drops, like, his bottle of booze that he, he's carrying, you know, he, he had, and makes it go shatter, and the guy's head jerks back around to Finboggy. Barely make it underneath, and you get underneath uh, with your little suctiony cups to the bottom of this cart. Yes? Yes, he, absolutely. He's a grippy right. boy. He's got he's grippy a grippy kids. boy. Uh, and uh, he 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 kind of looked like Finn Boggy left. Hey, I'm sorry, sorry. And he and he kind of throws his hands up and he walks out of the way as he as you like get away. Just kind of gives you a little nod, and you start making your way toward the factory. Do you think you did this earlier or after they went inside? Earlier, for sure. Earlier. Okay. I feel like that's uh, an, an, an early as possible, but you tell me, bud. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm just asking what, what his timing is like. So, yeah, right. Honestly, I almost feel like, depending when on how you long got they there, took, I could have been there before they were there. They detached your cart from the horses and brought you into the loading area, but then they opened up another set of doors and they detached the horses and attached this cart to tracks. And you were placed in, like, the loading position just beyond the doors that your allies have stopped at. But but there's been a lot of people bustling around, and you have not been able to move. You've literally been holding there for a while. Um, yeah, and I'll hold there for as long as it takes. Yeah, nine. Uh, I might make you roll a check soon to see if you can just fucking stay there forever. But nine, Adaru, you are in this large room, like I said. You're, there's boxes everywhere. As you guys have sat here, you realize that um, there is, like, a large set of double doors 
that uh, you were told moves further in, but you also notice a door that, like, point one didn't really tell you about that looks like a smaller entrance to this area all the way to the left side of the room. Oh, yeah, where did the guy go out of when he left? No, he, he actually went through that door. He went That's, through the side uh, door? Yeah, he went around a couple of boxes, and you saw the door light come through the doorway, and he went that way. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, they left you sitting here with these guards. What do you want to do? Adara is just going to stand at attention for, like, two minutes and then start barking orders at people. Okay. You're not going to bring me somewhere to sit? What is this hospitality? I hear primacy, not even basic. Not even basic hospitality. You see a couple of guards, like, kind of look at each other like, are, did we listen to him? Uh, roll intimidate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> you must roll dice He's doing things. Again. You wanted to be the face. This is what you get. Yeah, I know. It, it does, I don't know. It's a no. It's a no? What I don't did you care get? what I add. I rolled a three. Okay. Um, they, it's they, a five. Like, it's a five, Jay. It's a five total. You see, you see one dude, he like kind of lowers his crossbow and looks at the other guy's like, should I get him a chair? And they're like, no, you don't get him a fucking chair. He doesn't. We're not army. Then it just waits a second. Well, hey man, if you're, hey, man, if you're mad that you joined the military, don't take it out on us. We're private sector. I'm not mad that I joined the military. I'm mad that your performance is so poor. Well, my performance is exemplary. I have a different boss than you. May I, may I get him a chair? You heard them, robot. They do not uh, part of military. They do not report to us. Fetch me a chair immediately. Uh, he said the robot could go in, I guess. Yeah, this chair's around the corner. I go in. And Adair just yeah. walks up to the guy and gets uncomfortably close and says, thank you through gritted teeth and just stands there <laughs> uncomfortably close to whichever guard looked like the bitch. And that's going to be a nat 20 on insight. Wow. The one, the one that was like, should we get him a chair? It's just like, hey, 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 hey man, I don't want to have to use a crossbow today. This, I, I'm allowed to, to, to defend myself, you know? And just, just uncomfortable eye contact. He, he backs away fully. <laughs> like, Gets glares from the other guards for being for for being punked and absolutely backs against the wall. <laughs> Nine, you go in through that uh, that side door. The rest of the group uh, looks fairly lax. It's early in the morning. They the, there's one guard in particular who seems to be their commander. The rest of them seem like they've just started their shift and they really don't expect a military guy, despite you being a pain in the ass, to give them trouble. That they like. Yeah. They you get the feeling that. They're putting on the show, and they don't like the military. It has more to do with their bravado than if they distrust you. Yeah. So, you know, security versus real cops. Nine, you move through that side door, and just on the other side of it, you see the stack of folding chairs, like, you know, they have in places. There's just a few of them, and inside you see a, this long, snaking conveyor belt. There are work tables in between. There's another section that which looks like they're, they, um, they're combining regions. There's people... At every station, some of them are grinding ingredients. Some of them are putting things in bottles. Some of you know, it's it's an assembly line. The strange thing is that it, it actually has a conveyor belt, which is kind of you know, it's not a magic; it's a mechanical conveyor belt. Yeah. And there's also a large pipe jutting out of the wall to your right that spits out into this large vat that goes to a barrel, and is it is dripping like a single drop in every single potion that goes down the conveyor belt. The pipe looks like it goes down into the floor, and near that is a trapdoor that is shut. Uh, I am going to make my way toward the chairs to go and get one, and on my way, I am going to uh, let one and two out from under my apron. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping the boys! And okay. uh, they are going to... 
they pop out of your bib? Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna, um... They're gonna do their thing. Would you like me to roll some stealth for them? Yeah, roll me a stealth check to see if nobody sees you dropping a couple eggs. Dropping juices. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir, your robot dropped a deuce on the assembly floor? <laughs> you dropped an ounces and a deuces? Okay, so this this just makes sense. Uh, I got a 17 plus 2 and a 9 plus 2. No, just just one flat roll was all I've heard for the for the action. It's fine. No, they they um, rolled for it. They both rolled. Gotcha. <laughs> they're they're stealth checks. I get it. That makes more sense. You're right. Uh, they do. It's fine. Uh, the three guards, uh, once you step in, their eyes are completely on you. I look down at them and I wink and then I continue back out with the chair. They wink back. Of course. As you're leaving, you see this stout man with a big beard and overalls is yelling at some of the other workers, like, get out of the way, come on, come on, I gotta unload this car. Oh, guys, so much work. You guys should hire another wizard. I can't be doing this all day. I only have so many slots. And he goes ahead and he, he casts a spell and you watch as he lifts a five, like this big crate off of the cart that you think Rayesk might be under. No, because you knew his plan. And he lifts it with magic and he drops it on one side of the conveyor belt. And then you watch as he casts it on an, a, uh, another crate that he puts into its spot, and then he loads another that crate onto the cart itself. All right, you're loaded. Take this off. You know, one more shipment, blah, 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 blah. Interesting. Okay. I head on out to the chair, or with the chair. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go back to sitting on my chair. And he, he goes and he pulls up one of the chairs, like just like you grabbed and sits down as you go back into the other room. Reyes, can you feel a very heavy thud. Yeah, as you, as the whole thing rocks. You feel the wizard's load just on top of you. He's bearing down on you. Yes. Yes, that is what you feel. Um, and you start to hear the sound of, uh, the door uh, to the outside opens and Adara sees this, like, happen. But you hear the horses clip-clopping. It sounds like they're gonna hook your shit back up and probably take your cart away. Yeah, sounds like I gotta get the fuck out from underneath this thing, so I'm gonna... Look for the best point of egress, where there's the least amount of people to see me, and maybe the most darkness. Uh, so for or the most shit to hide behind. You see the map? There is. It is a bit open. I think that Nine will have to help you in this moment. And because we discussed this plan earlier, Adara's cart is blocking the exit. Oh yes. Okay, that helps. We had pulled it just in the door and stopped. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, you hear them arguing about getting horses out of the way. Unhand my horses. You do not touch my product. Hey, you're blocking business, man. You gotta get out of the way. I have the robot do it. I didn't pay for this thing for nothing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna wait for him to make enough of a stink that it seems like stuff's stuff's happening. Here is your chair, sir. Set it up and then move the cart. Okay. Uh, one of the workers comes, uh, out. Rask, you watch some feet go by you and the doors open up. It's like, hey, come on, what's going on? We gotta get this cart out of the way. We're working on it. The only person you think might see you is the wizard and this guy. The wizard looks like he has his eyes closed. Roll stealth. Still taking a little nappy nap on the job. Ouch. Uh-oh. 11. It's not great. I'm gonna go ahead and say, though, that a commoner, luckily, only has a perception of 10 because they have no stats to speak of. And this guy is just a common worker. One of the guards might have seen you, but this guy does not. You disappear. There's really only one place to hide, and it's under the conveyor belt, my, my dude. Yeah, perfect. I hide under the conveyor belt. All right. Eventually, you guys get the cart moved out of the way, and they take the cart away. Uh, you don't know 
if Reisk is on it or if he got out of there. Uh, point one and point two, you see them from underneath the the, the chairs waving at you, Reisk, because they see you across the floor because you're at the same height. <laughs> you're at mm-hmm. eye level for them. <laughs> uh, I have literally no plan for them. <laughs> <laughs> I heard trapdoor and I was like, this could be something. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I I give him like two fingers of a wave and then put my finger to my mouth in a shush monster and kind of like tell them to disperse or tell or maybe not tell them to disperse but i tell them to get moving and now military signal (laughs) i'm giving them military signals and since we discussed this already i think now i might use a flashback Sure, yes. Uh, we're going to take a little note from Blades in the Dark, seeing as we're doing a heist. Uh, and there's a, there's a mechanic that's like a flashback, and I just said that they can call one in. Uh, let's say for now, each one of you can do it once. Consider it a specialized story point for this episode. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do in your flashback, Rask? And anybody else can be involved in a flashback if you, like, you can say that you spoke to them during this, so. Yeah. In my flashback, I wish to discuss with 9.1 and point two, the the plan if all three of us are, if me, point one and point two are in the building. RP it. Okay. Don't, don't dictate what the flashback is. Play the flashback. Okay. Okay. Point one, point two. This is what I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. If you can get in, then you can help according to what point one said. There is not a lot of places to be hiding at my size. But the two of you can do two things. One, cause a disruption, a disruption without getting caught. And two. And I hand uh, point one a little vial of acid because you said I could just get some relatively cheap and easy things. If you can buy it. Yeah, if you can afford it. Yeah, and I absolutely can. So I hand him a vial of acid, and I said, Two, use this to break any machines that look important to production. Okay. And that's my flashback. Okay. So point one and point two are armed with acid. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And instructions to be disruptive, but hopefully not get caught, and to break down any of the system that they can break with these vials of acid. I'll give them each one. Sure. Because fuck it. Um, are there any uh, ventilation shafts here? Roll perception. With point one and point two. Fuck off. <laughs> okay. They have zero. Fantastic. It's not a negative. That is a 17 and a 13. Mm, they're doing better than not I have. Uh... Once again, uh, who 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 who's better at it? Point one. Uh, strangely enough, this one was point two. Got the higher one. Point one is is doing his his ranger shit because you because you've told me that you canonically think that he's a ranger. He's looking around, and you see point two taps him on the shoulder and points, and there's like a like a a, a vent. It looks like a gutter. Like if there was a spill, this is a where the liquid off. would flow. One of them runs over, lifts it up. The other one dives in. Point one dives in after, and they're in a gutter. The gutter will carry you all the way across this. It's basically a giant plus sign. The whole place seems to be sloped in such a way that it would carry drainage to a center drain. Okay. 
which means that they can get basically to the four sides of this room. Uh, they would like to head toward the basement. Drainage goes down. Yeah, they um, they just go down the drain. Like point. Yeah, if that's need, the, if I it'll need, take them I, there. Yeah. Now I need climb checks, and it matters who goes first. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's a what is that athletics? Yes, athletics check. Which is strength. Okay, not great. Not great. <laughs> All right. Um, point one is going to go first because that because I mean naturally, that is a thirteen minus three, so that's ten. Okay. And a sixteen minus three, four point two, thirteen. Okay. Um. Yeah, I didn't want it to be too hard. I set it at ten. Uh. I figured they'd fail. Uh, <laughs> you see, point one hey, goes so in I. first. <laughs> Point, point one goes in first and nearly slips, but point two kind of grabs him, and then they make their way down, because point two, ironically, the rock, the anchor of the two right now. Um, and they... Weird, it's almost like he's the, a barbarian. They eventually get down to, like, the bottom. We are pretty cool. Guys. And it curves, and it it just looks like, it, like the pipe stayed under... Like, it is underground. Like, they can't see anything, but I'm going to say point one and point two, having your base knowledge of, like how things work they went lower than the basement so they like like the pipe keeps going they could stop sooner but the pipe kept going okay yeah no they're they are fully attempting to make their way to the basement uh the basement was too scary for point one to go to alone point two is now here they are now willing to go into the basement very good (laughs) they would need to cut their way out of this uh aluminum pipe or melt or melt some way break Conveniently, uh, point two does have a hatchet. <laughs> so just in, acid. just in the distance, you're, you're going to hear ding, 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 and no one's going to know where it's coming from. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is that noise? Yeah, no, the sound of ding, ding, ding starts to carry into the cargo bay. The maintenance foreman on the main floor is losing his mind. What part is making that sound? Yeah, point two is actively chopping them out of that pipe. All right, um... You guys hear this this kind of this ding coming out of the the pl- the plumbing as do you guys wait for 10 minutes or do you try something in the time that Frank Lee said he would be gone? Uh, Aderu it harasses the men on and off for about five minutes and then decides <laughs> to long enough to make a stink. OK, that's Robot. only Aderu can. Robot, queue up our cart. I do not wish to waste any more time than we have already wasted. Queue to the loading area for them. Yes, sir. Uh, excuse me, sir. You can't just do that. You don't work here. You don't get to do this. You could do it wrong. It's dangerous. Then help it if you feel that my tools are inadequate. Roll intimidate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dice. He's intimidating the you, bitch. You've one. been mean of to course. me, Dice. That's 10 plus something. Two. Plus two. two. Yeah, plus two. It's, it's no, 12. no training. All right. A 12. Uh, you watched the, the one that you kowtowed earlier. Because you're not know, 20 of them. He, he kind of snaps to it. He starts to help. You see the other one, like, he's about to chew him out. And he's like, whatever. If this guy acts, shoot him in his fucking dick to one of the other guards. Like, fuck this. Fuck this military prick. He's a mercenary. He's not going to fucking. Nobody's going to fucking back him if we shoot him. Does he say that out loud? Yes. Yes. <laughs> not, not, not yes. hard enough. Not, not quiet enough to not be heard. Uh, Are you threatening a military officer, sir? No, I'm threatening a mercenary. Fuck off. Who thinks he's an officer? I used to be in the military, sir. I am not armed, but I don't need to be. Level your um, crossbow. Let us see. 
Show me your stones. Or let me conclude my business in peace. And then he point. He calls out Bitch Boy again. Fetch your sales servant. He's taking too long. Did you want me to move the cart or to get Frank? I... <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Mitch? Yeah? Do you want to remove the cart or get Frank? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let it... I'm going to let him flounder. Oh, I'm just going to let um, the man struggle. Wow. Wow. Um, At this point, Halor is just locked eye to eye with the guy who's been acting like the actual boss. Nine was going to act defensively for Halor, but I don't know if that... Uh, do you care for that, Mitch? I don't know. Uh, it's it's fine for now. You, you do you, man. You do you. Uh, it's, it's Nine has been left in Nine's yeah, as, devices. As soon as, as soon as I heard them say that, Nine was going to turn around and uh, point crossbows. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. Nine, Nine busts out heat, and Halor just marches up to the guy in control. Do we uh, have a problem, or are we loathing? Uh, I'm going to go get Frank. I'll be back. Shall I have my unit continue to position my cart or not? Your call. Mm, yeah, it's my call. I think you should step outside, or I'm gonna shoot you. I was instructed to wait here. Yeah, but I'm the head security officer, and I actually can override Frank, so get the fuck out. You are invited to make me if you like, but I am waiting to conclude my business, sir. Nine still got the gap pointed out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rask, what do you do? The sa the, the oh, slow yeah, echoing thunk 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 from the pipes can be heard. Uh, you hear a row happening in the other room. More, all of the guards Rowl. have moved around. Is it a row? <laughs> it's a row. I've heard. Yes. I've I've heard it both ways. I've heard both. I have heard both. I'm not sure. A thing. A thing's happening over there. Shit's sure, getting yeah. fuzzy. It, I've heard it both ways. So. And and more importantly, all of the guards have moved to that side of the building. Fantastic. Which means I can go... You hear some of them? I think Stan's gonna fucking fight a guy. You wanna go see it? Absolutely. Hey, we might have to fight a Warforge, though. Eh, whatever. I think we could probably all take one. You look like an old unit. Let me do a perception from under here to see what I can see. You hear that, Nine? They repped you. They called you a unit. I don't have a Absolute unit. Absolute fucking unit. Nine is the unit. Nine doesn't have a unit. Nine is Nine female. Nine is the unit. The absolute unit. <laughs> you can suck my unit. No, you're right. Because you dropped your two units in the gutter earlier. <laughs> Risk? Uh, 22 on my perception. What are you looking for? I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for key components to make break, um, and kind of maybe even more specifically, um, their reagents that I have to, that I want to try to take a sample of sure at a couple of the workstations you see that they have like bunsen burnery kind of setups they have alembics and retorts and all the stuff that you would normally see but like sort of on a grander scale on one side there's a cauldron Wait, with a huge hey, fire underneath it i have a question i have a question that's really important for the aesthetic of this entire scene are we talking like diagnostic reagent lab or or are we talking mob drug shack or mob, mob drug warehouse like what what they all use the same tools, but the vibe is very different. I mean, I feel like it's neither of those. It's a, it's like, it's a Pepsi Cola, uh, place. They've got a vat where they mix ingredients. They've got places where they bottle ingredients. They have places where they actually have to refine the ingredients because they're doing it all here, like from the ground up. They're not getting like, you know, they're not, they're not receiving. They're not ordering in the parts, right? They may have to make everything here. So there's different sections refining these reagents. So I guess more like a lab. 
because of how, how much they have to do. And the, But they have to do it on an industrial scale. You see big cauldrons with, like, fire underneath them. You see these pipes that are running uh, from places. Ironically, though, they seem like they keep the water separate. Like, people are actually picking up pails of water to, like, bring in to do their things. You see workers moving back and forth, grabbing buckets. It seems like a weird mix of automated and manual. They have a dude whose job is water boy, and that seems weird standing next to a conveyor belt. Yeah, right? Like, why would you not take advantage of that? Anyway, you also see that Frank has left the upstairs door open to where he went, up into the offices. And But, but like, long story short, you don't necessarily know your alchemy, I, or do you now at this point? Are you trained in an alchemist kid at this point? Or was it the I other way around? He started with one and was working on the other, I thought. I think he started with alchemist. You're proficient in alchemy, because you yeah. just learned it. Things can be lit on fire. You know that depending on the reagent, you can light it on fire. If there's oil, it can light on fire. If you mix the wrong reagents, they could light on fire. You'd have to get a better look at what they're putting in healing potions. Your average healing potion, though, typically not flammable. Fine powders and oils, though, in general, no matter what you're using them for, can be lit on fire. And you yes, know this. of course. Of course, of course. I'd actually like to get... I'd like to crawl around and anywhere that there's and, and, and any of this information that you didn't remember you quickly uh, looked up on your phone and commercials play <laughs> god damn hi welcome to Unphone. here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Unphone right now There are some people who claim that the Johnson brand portable coal grill 3000 is dangerous. That a coal fire should not be portable. And to those people we say one thing. You aren't invited to the cookout. The Johnson brand portable coal grill 3000 it's what we cook with. That sounds like it would really give away my position, doesn't it? Ah, uh, well, you know, you mute it. You real quick, yeah. sh- sh- mute it down. Hey, you know, it would give away your position if everyone else's wasn't going off as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. A whole room full of them all going on. Yeah, you see, you see the the guy, the the wizard uh, over sitting in his chair trying to take a nap. He's like, "Oh fuck, goddamn it! I don't want it. Oh come on, I already bought that." Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak around and try to get samples of every reagent that that isn't instantly identifiable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get some of their secret stuff. Where's Where's uh, Michael Jordan's secret stuff? I want some of that. Roll investigation. Nah, I'm good at that one. Not super good at it with a six, so nine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that like three times a day. <laughs> I know. You've really gotten a good chance to use it so today. So you, you you use the conveyor belt and like just every once in a while, it's like watching the Grinch steal Christmas. Just your arm comes up and like snatches something off the top of the conveyor. Mm-hmm. You get a look at all the things that they're putting in the potions and you don't see anything out of the ordinary. 
you find some stuff that you could maybe use to cause a ruckus if you get enough of it. Like maybe you steal a, a bottle of the of fine powder or oil or something like that. But one thing you notice as somebody who's learned alchemy recently is none of these materials are weird. Like none of these materials make are, are what Krog is asking you to find. The only one that you can't really get a sample of is one that is coming straight out of a spigot, but you can't like you can't just grab that. And not only that, it looks dangerous, more dangerous than the others. It okay. glows. It's like, you know, it's like when you see Nuka Cola in Fallout 3 and you think you shouldn't drink that. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> drink that. Yeah. We all want to, but you I, really shouldn't. The rads alone. Listen, listen, I think that you definitely should be dubious about drinking anything that glows without the presence of like blacklight. Yeah. Tonic water. Tonic water is the only thing that glows that we're okay with people drinking, and I don't even recommend that because it's gross. It's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah, I agree. Gin and tonic I is agree. fucking gross. So the only thing I can't get a sample of and or understand is this yeah. big vat dripping things. It might be dangerous, um, but I am seeing things. I, I am seeing that there are there is a potential reagent that if it happened to be introduced to fire could couple couple things you think you'd have to aerosol aerosolize uh one of the powders and then and there's another one that's like it's a it's a kind of like standard oil you're not sure what it, the oil is but you're like if i lit that on fire it would be a difficult fire to put out yeah i think difficult to put out is better than fast explosion right now because that'll be over too quickly so i try to make my way to wherever the wherever the oil is being distributed from and i do my best because i have so one of the things that thieves tools are actually meant to be used for, and this is hilarious, is for sabotage. Okay. Uh, so I want to try to sabotage something. Sure. I mean, the oil is in a barrel, essentially. You sabotage. You don't need thieves tools for that. A knife could probably do it. You want to make a spill? What do you want? What, what do you a want knife. to do? I want to. I want to make a spill, but I also want that spill to lead towards an ignition source. Sure. If I could do that. Let's go, let's go. You know, Thieves Tools seems like a good enough check. Roll, roll that check. Sabotage. Sabotage. Is that going to be plus my dex? Is huh? it plus dex? Let's make this a proficiency in. Okay. Because it doesn't seem like your dexterity would help you do what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. Uh, that's a total of 13. All right. Um... It's not going to happen for a bit, but as it's pot pooling, you do see that it's, like, moving away. You feel like you probably have to knock the fire to the ground level to kick it off, but that wouldn't take much. Like, you, you, you sure. think that you could throw something at any point that would start this fire. Sure. Um, and I've been doing this while he's making a fuss. Uh, could I go to where the fire is and also try to sabotage that so that, like, eventually both of them will happen? Um, yeah figure it out once again another roll but yeah the problem sure. is is that you do have like once you like over by the fire the the workers are on the inner like row and like to get there the workers will see you if you come out from under that to try to get to the fire that's going to be an issue right now you've been working very much by just like reaching out from underneath the conveyor belt at the right times right these workers are bustling around what essentially is a long table that they work at that that is in the middle of the conveyor belts uh and the bunsen burner is on that as the puddle starts to gather underneath one of them, and in fact, he steps in front of you, and he steps in the puddle, and he's like, ah, shit. No, 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 I don't have time for this. And he, he does what all factory workers under a uh, time crunch who are graded by their ability to produce, 
does. And he passes that down the line and tries to ignore the fact that something is wrong. Throws a towel on um, it and pretends it's not there. Indeed. He drops a towel. It almost lands on your face. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to, when he's not looking, move that towel to a more advantageous place. And I have ball bearings. I'm not going to fucking spill out a fucking thousand of them. But enough of them that one of these guys who's not looking near the fire will roll and trip off these fucking ball bearings. Okay. Uh, you dump these ball bearings, and it is at this point, I think, that frankly comes out of the office and he comes down the stairs and he starts heading back. He's like, Hey, what's, what's going on here? As he hears the hubbub of everyone arguing in the other room. Um, Aderu, let's me and you are going to roll athletics checks. Cause that other guard's tired of your shit. Fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the role he's if, good at. If that fucking ah. Warforce, if that Warforce tries to shoot me, I want you to tear it apart. You, sir, get the fuck out of here. Oh, I go first? Yes, please. 21. Fuck. I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) He walks up. Did you think he would nat one it? Yeah. (laughs) Look, look, real talk. The way I've been rolling today, that was more likely than pulling a 16. So this guy, he walks up to you to show how the big man he is in front of all his men. And Aderu... Puts him in a fucking armbar, like immediately, like a, just a, a lock immediately. And not only does he get control, you use his head to bash open the double doors leading into the place. Like you march him inside, and I'm gonna say that if you want to be, you may be in the main room. As the rest of them go, oh shit, Stan's <laughs> getting fucked up. <laughs> oh shit, Stan. Uh, as Adaru does this, there is just going to say, hold your fire, oh, nine. There is no problem. And yeah, then no, Ryan is just pointing at all the, the other dude. guards, waiting for one of them to make a move. Uh, uh, Stan, you got this, man? Yeah, I, I, I maybe. And uh, Aderu, Aderu helps him up, and then squares up again. The, uh, the, as you guys burst through the doors, and, um, you guys come out in front of the, the man in the overalls, the portly man, he stands up, and he, like, brushes his beard out, I was like, ah, oh, come on, guy, what is going on here? What are you doing? Civil disagreement. Who are you? The buyer. Why are you fighting the buyer, Stan? Because he deserves it. Stay the fuck out of it, Avery. Another Avery? Yeah, I, I, some tape, man. People are named the same thing. <laughs> Do you know Avery, age lady? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my sister. You made two siblings? With the, <laughs> are they twins to make it even worse? Yeah. Fuck it. They're Japanese. <laughs> their first name is their last name. Sure. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, the name is Age Lady Avery. It's it's actually an established uh, <laughs> Celestian naming thing because Jen Eric and Jen Eric were te- <laughs> or, and it was just Jennifer and Jen. God you know, it. that's <laughs> you see what it is, is. They had a dad who wasn't creative and had multiple partners. They only share the paternal genetics. They so I've decided his name is Aver, Age Lady, since we've canonically made him uh the same Aver, his brother. Okay. Yeah, his name okay. is Aver. It's Avery and Aver. They're they're twins. Uh this man is an old uh old wizard, got a job at the Cracker Cola factory, you know. They're Santi they're Santitian like regulars, you know, that people know them. Anyway, you're about to fight Stan. Stan I'm not and about you re- to fight Stan. I am fighting Stan. Yeah, you've squared up against Stan and He's not your biggest fan, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. 
<sighs> Alright, so he, he thumbs his nose and he kind of like squares up, gives him like the little fucking like fist pump. Alright, alright. He does that thing that Henry Cavill does in that one movie where he cocks exactly. his arms. Exactly, he cocks his fist. <laughs> fucking cocks his arms, man. That yeah. shit's so, that shit's so raw. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, real. he does that. He, in fact, you know what? He looks exactly like... <laughs> Henry he looks Cavill. like Henry Cavill from yes, that movie? He, he looks exactly like Henry Cavill from that movie. Yeah, you're about to kick Henry Cavill's ass. That also means a lot of foot shorter than this guy. <laughs> and hey, you guys honestly, square up as like, all right. I'll give it to you this way, mercenary. Not a lot of people can do that to stand dark guard. Come on, let's do this. And I would say roll initiative, but it's at this point where you hear a voice from behind all of you go, Is this a bad time? <laughs> this is a perfect time. The, the weak one goes, Ah, oh, kind of. Could you come back and do the audit later, sir? And behind, as you turn around, you see a human in full... Inquisitor Regalia, not bearing the gold that you knew from uh, Vivaldi, but wearing the same colors that Foe wears, which marks him as a as a just a mid rank Inquisitor. And sitting next to him is a large Santitian guard unit, just like the ones off the street. But this one is has uh, Inquisitor colors painted on him. Uh, Halor turns his back on Stan and salutes and says, "No problem, sir. Disagreement." A mercenary. On behalf of my commanding officer, inquiring about urgent purchase for our platoon. I see. Do you have paperwork for that? It is with their representative. I see. Where is Frank? And it's at that moment that Frank shows up, because he was already saying, hey, what the fuck's going on over here? Ah, sir. Ah, you came early. Ah, I thought you weren't coming till this afternoon. Uh, You caught us in the middle of a bit of of a sale. And he glares at Stan. Stan is, like, getting his clothes, like, set up, and he's, like, just nods at him and, like, he just like waves everybody, and everybody immediately drops their weapons and acts like this isn't a problem, including nine. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking chunk. When uh, when the Inquisitor turns away from Adairu, he drops salute, turns, and just holds out a hand to shake Stan's hand. But it's in the uh, it's in the aggressive way, the like I'm not your friend handshake. The the bosses are here, and we both know that we can't punch each other in the face. Maybe later, put a bookmark in that. Put a pin sure. in it. I'm not your buddy, guy. We both know we can't do this right now, but we can come back to this. Hello, Frank. Maybe it is time to do the rounds, huh? And uh, so Frank's like, yes, um, sir, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You caught us at a bad time. I will have to complete your sale after I help the Inquisitor here. Uh, and I know you're under her in, in a lot of hurry, but I, I simply cannot wait. Uh, please... We value your business and hold on. And as he starts to move around and shake the Inquisitor's hand, Rayask, the worker directly in front of you, lets out a yell Ah! and immediately beefs. You see him hit these ball bearings that are covered in oil now, and you watch him (laughs) kind of just immediately start to take a dare. You have already moved away, and it is at this time that you realize that for the last minute, the chink, Tink, tink, noises have stopped as you watch the trap door across the room from the, from the section of conveyor on opens up and you see point one and point two waving at you. Does it look like I'm clear to make a, Absolutely. Make a jolt for it? Bail! Yeah, fuck yeah. Everybody hears the sound of a cry, a thump, metal things click clacking around the floor, and then the whoosh of a Bunsen burner tipping over and falling on a 
puddle of oil as Risk disappears into the basement. This is great for me. This is great for all of us. You know what? Good work, team. Good work, team. I'm just going to pat us all on the back. Yeah, it's going great. It is going good. Uh, very good. We're on task. I'll take yeah, that. No, I'll take that. Regard Going well or not, we're on task. I will take that. Oh, yeah. On task is honestly impressive for us. So let's continue with Rask. I, I like leaving the chaos hanging. So Rask, uh, you, you climb down like a short ladder that then goes to a set of stairs that goes down into this basement. And when you get down there, you realize it's sort of like where they're keeping excess reagent for the most part. Like, it seems like they've piled things up down here. But when you look around, you don't see anything. And most notably, you don't see where the pipe from upstairs went. You see the gutter pipe, which has a huge gash in it that two small menaces have chopped their way out of. (laughs) Which seems to go below the floor and carries probably to some drainage somewhere. But you don't see any other plumbing. Okay. As we've discussed, Reisk has a good mind for, like, having details and mm-hmm. space in his own head, right? Sure. Knowing details and understanding. Yeah, yeah I, I like the idea that you understand how that stuff works. It's important to you, to your right. line of work. Absolutely. So Reisk knows where the trap door was, knows where the pipe went down, and he looks to see if that is visible in this room. So the basement is a smaller space than the upper floor was. And you see that there's like... Uh, it looks like there is a section of... Where the pipe would go down, there is a wall. It would be on the other side of that wall if it went straight down. Sure. Then I go... Um, can I go up to the wall and check to see how, what the wall is made of? Uh, since uh, point one and point two broke into this little downstairs area, uh, have we been able to like do some recon, look around the room? Is there anyone else in they here? Find, it, it, it seems to be a... Despite it has stuff in it, but it's otherwise unremarkable. But there's no people. No people. No. Okay, good. That is what I would like to relay. No, there's no one down here with them. It is. It is empty. Okay, good. It's also dark. There's no lights on. No torches. No lights. I get down there and I go. Good work. You've accomplished your mission well, little ones. Thank you. Thank you. There are no guards down here or people at all. Yes. It seems unremarkable, but... And I walk up to the wall where the pipe should be behind, and I go, This is where the pipe should be. That was up there. Do you remember it? Yes! And now I'm going to ask, what's this wall made out of? Uh, it looks like it's made out of the same uh, brickwork that the building's made out of. Uh, roll investigation. Great investigation, shitty roll. Uh, seven. Hey, uh, point one and point two got an 11 and a 20. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> fuck. Point two. <laughs> point two MVP got a the 20. Point, point two tells you exactly what always it high is. Rolling. <laughs> point two is supposed to be the idiot. I know. <laughs> point two's hot right now. Oh, I thought point two was point the high Point two rolling. knows he's got a book coming out. Hey, Aven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, point, point his, two uh, is my red dice and point one is my blue dice. And yeah, I love fucking... That. Point two's been point rolling two, hot. Rolling hot. They be on that uh, that so, publicity tour. They're ready to for people <laughs> to be hot for point two. So not so Reyes, you 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 like search this this stone wall and you find nothing. But one thing that does stand out is that stone that you have embedded in your palm flares up when you touch the wall. 
Like, it, it reacts, and it, you feel that same drawing force that drew you to the stone in the first place. It's a weird itch, and you feel this desire to get to the other side of this wall. And while you do that, point one and point two are moving around, and point two jumps up and smacks a fucking stone, and a door opens up <laughs> in front of you. Because he has found a secret door. Absolute menace. No, 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 it's point two. It can't be because he's competent. Point two is getting bored and he leans against the wall and a stone that's two feet up just sinks in. I I thumb the stone in my palm and start kind of and breathe a little heavier. There's something here. Obviously, secret door. Yes, good work. And I, uh, we don't know if there's somebody behind this secret door, so I go, quick, look. To point two, since they're doing so well. <laughs> that way, if there is somebody there, they don't see giant ask me, giant ass me, like. <laughs> that luck has Who's run out. Here? That is a three. <laughs> <laughs> point two goes in and goes all clear. <laughs> point two walks into the room and says. Back up on top. Um, you guys kind of got left with the guards as this, uh, everybody has kind of forgotten about you temporarily as they're all trying to put out a large oil fire. Um, you see that the Inquisitor and his unit are just standing to the side with this look on their face, like their day just got harder Uh. and they're not doing anything to help anyone as everyone else is scrambling to stop the fire. Uh, Adairu is going to approach the Inquisitor and salute again. Uh, are you gonna, are you gonna roll for a chance that somebody tries to put that oil fire out with water? No, these people work in a lab. <laughs> they know better than that, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, they drill that one into us a lot. That's Lab 101. Yeah. Alright, just checking. Just checking. No, so, no. Sadly, so that no. being said, probably, yeah. That being said, I'm sure I'm sure someone's bringing in a fire hose now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now that I say that, that guy that got intimidated and is bit, we've decided doesn't know his job, he's gonna run in with a bucket any moment now. Yeah, he's filling it from the yes. shower. <laughs> from the overhead. The emergency shower. <laughs> he's standing in the overhead shower, filling a bucket for the eye wash. Uh, also, if you wanted approaches. someone to throw water on an oil fire, you got two dudes out there right now. You, if anybody's gonna do it, it's y'all. But. Uh, Adairu approaches the Inquisitor and salutes to initiate a conversation. Uh, yes, um, mercenary, can I help you? Sir, our unit has had bad experiences in past with this product. I would like to join you on your tour if you do not mind. Which unit are you with? I work under the former unit of Commander Vivaldi, though given unfortunate circumstance I am oh, currently you're reporting one of to men. Foe. Yes. I've recently met Foe. He seems capable, if out of his depth lately. He is a good leader, but he is new to his role. Hmm. Yes, we'll see how long he lasts. But unfortunately, no longer with us. Sure. Yes, he has uh, been all over the offices lately. I met him just yesterday. Uh, At the moment, I think they need help putting out their fire. I doubt that my audit will go well for them, seeing as it has started off so poorly. But I still hope to go through this quickly. Help them put out the fire so I can get Frank's attention again. Of course, sir. 
Nine walks over to the other Warforge and just kind of bumps it on the arm and says, You got a smoke? <laughs> Fuck. No, that's all bullshit. I was just fucking around. <laughs> nope, nope, you Shit. said it. It exists. It's in the world. <laughs> no, I've got nothing. <laughs> Would you like menthol or regular? <laughs> Why do you smoke? You do not smoke. You are a Warforged. I will crush. I like to smoke halfway and then crush the menthol and get, you know, mince it up at the end there. You like? Yes, I can taste things. What? I know. The Warforged <laughs> just starts smoking. New upgrade. <laughs> you can get that new chip. Gotta get your upgrades. This Warforged takes its fake metal hat off to scratch its head and then puts it back. Don't worry about it, buddy. This isn't a real scene in the show. Thank God. And uh, I'm going to use my flashback moment. Oh. And uh, so as, as we were leaving earlier, as we were getting ready to separate ways, Reyes was going to go do his thing Flash with the cart. Flash. And uh, Flash. Nine, Nine and Halor were getting ready to do their business. <laughs> we don't know how things will play out, but we do know if there is no building, there is no problem. Take this. Use it if opportunity presents. And Halor had distributed an oil flask to everyone that didn't have one. Point one, point two, and nine. <laughs> point one, point two are loaded so much with explosive stuff or destructive things. And everyone was already armed to contribute to the fire. We just didn't know how it would come up, but now it's here. There we go. Okay. Listen, it's an oil fire, and he just asked for your help to put it out, and you can be an idiot. So you're already well-armed to contribute to this fire. But now everyone is. Mm-hmm. It, it is, like, of note, building probably is not going to burn down from an oil fire because it's stone. Yeah. But you'll ruin everything in it. Um, so I've been in the Midwest. You can do a lot of damage in a stone building. So everyone is loaded up <laughs> with uh, weapons or destructive elements. Do you do anything? You and Nine. I mean, I just got instructed to assist, yes. so I'm going to do what my superior instructed. Uh, loading unit, put our directive, help me quelch this fire. Yes, sir. Uh, Nine runs up to the fire and a hose pops out of her arm and she, she, she casts grease. Anaru <laughs> 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 oh. watches this happen because Anaru wasn't in a hurry and is just like, holy shit. <laughs> Reyes, just before you step into this room, a uh, a font of flaming oil starts dripping out of the hole. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I am, just... uh, so Halor is much more competent than his robot and goes, Robot, no! And when the oil comes out, Halor is going to grab Nine by one shoulder in an attempt to no. turn her away <laughs> from the fire. Eight. But he's not gonna be quite fast enough, and instead mm -hmm. we just get super soaker of death. We get a uh, we turn nine into a sprinkler of doom. Yeah. Can I get a performance check from a Deru? And a Deru's just gonna spin nine like forty five degrees. Yeah, let me get a performance check. Can on I that. assist him with that? To that twenty, buddy. Holy oh shit! shit. Never mind. He doesn't need my help. <laughs> what is up with the dice today? <laughs> Point two and Mitch, you're leading the charge, guys. Oh, Mark, this is this is the day. This is the, this is this is Dummy's day. This is the day that everyone with bad luck should go play D and D. 
<laughs> oh, he's gonna die. He's gonna die on top of the pyramid. He's choking to death. Are you all right? He is actually. Shit. Do we have Liz's phone number? If you, you know why it's today. You know why it's today? Because it's December fourth. Oh fuck! It's my day. <laughs> well, he's legitimately dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but wait. Buddy, take some water. <laughs> yeah. Get get some liquids. Everything's on fire. Everything's on fire. This is just how I roll. It's not great. But it's give normal. it a lot of thought. You watch. You watch this. This. This Inquisitor move the fuck out of the way. Shame. <laughs> as as like fire goes everywhere, and he like steps out of the way, and he's like, "I think our audit is concluded here. I have much to write up. I'm going to go use one of your offices. The audit is over, and frankly, frankly." It did not go well for you. That's been waiting for that joke all fucking episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're welcome. He goes up the stairs as the rest of the lab is on fire. He very casually goes up to the office like like he's not concerned. And he, he stops and he tells the robot and the robot stops at the bottom of the stairs and he goes up into the office building. Frank is sort of storming up there with him. No, sir, this is this isn't fair. We this is there's no version of an excuse that I can come up with that will work because I let people in to the... Yeah, yeah. He glares at you guys as he follows the Inquisitor up the stairs. I, I, I turn to Halor and I say, Sir, I think we should uh, take our business elsewhere. Halor just like brushes some fire off of his... Because uh, his, he wears long clothes. So he just brushes some fire off of his clothes. Yes, I think this product is questionable at the best. Do you leave? No one's going to stop you if they're all busy. <laughs> anything, Mitch? You want to do anything while we're still here? I mean, I feel like we don't need to be anymore. <laughs> so, like, I think we're done. I mean, we need to collect our other chuckle We box. did our end. Rask, as this secret door opens up and it opens up to this smaller room, and you see these fresh, clean pipes that look like they're piping in uh, liquid. And then they're piping into what looks like this glass, like this green glass jar. It's almost similar to the same color as your Yoon phone. And it's like this foggy, murky liquid that is inside. And out of the other side is another pipe. This pipe looks corroded and degraded, like whatever's coming out of it is not good for the metal. As you walk in, one of the things you immediately notice is that this large bottle, essentially, that, that is also wrapped in a steel cage, has an Apotheosis logo on it. Hmm. Yo. Doesn't that look fucking familiar? There's also someone else in this room, according to what Point Two said. As you step forward to get a good look, the that, that horror movie moment of a palm going up against the liquid fucking knew it. Soylent Green is people. And in Rayisk's head, he hears in his mind telepathically, Let me out.
Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Atheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.